0: Amen. There's a word from the Lord today. At the beginning of this year, the year of 2022, we declared our theme to be faith, family, and community. We said to you during that first message of the year that we will divide this year up into three segments. The first 17 weeks of the year, our theme and our series was entitled Faith Matters. The last 17 weeks, we dealt with Family Matters. And now on this third and final segment of this year and of our series, it is simply entitled Community Matters. Yes. You're not in this world by yourself. It cannot be all about you. It cannot be all about one church cannot be all about Bible Way or any other church organization, but it is about the community. Someone help me say community matters. Community matters. This is the first message in this series that is entitled Community Matters. Our text is found in Second Chronicles chapter 7 verses 11 through verse 14. And we're reading from the NIV translation. A very iconic reference of Holy Scripture. Verses 11 through verse 14. Reading from the NIV translation. Community matters. Hear the reading of God's word. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace. The Lord, uh, listen to this, and when, here's what the Lord said, and the Lord in his own palace, the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this Place For myself As a temple of sacrifices Verse 13 When I shut up The heavens So that there is no rain Or command Locusts to devour The land Or send a plague Among my people Listen to verse 14 If my people Will call By my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then somebody shout then, 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 then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And here's the subject for today's message And will heal their land. And the church said, amen. Amen. The next few moments, I want to speak to you from this thought. Heal the land. Clap your hands as you take your seats. Heal. Do me a favor. Just lift those hands and say, Lord, heal the land. Heal the land. In this final series of the year 2022, which we have declared this part of the year to simply say community matters, God has instructed me to begin this new series by stating. Something which perhaps there isn't or should not be much disagreement over. And the statement is simply this Our world, our land is in need, desperate need of healing. Any disagreements? Our world. Our land is in desperate need of healing. Listen, there are noted scholars all over the world, Dr. Jeffrey, who seriously believe that we as a civilization may just be on the brink of self-destruction. Think about it, we as a modern civilization may be, just maybe on the brink of self-destruction. Just like the Egyptians before us, the Babylonians before us, the Romans before us, if you take God for granted, you may lose. Everything. Uh, listen, these scholars point to the fact that there are wars and conflicts and uprisings going on from one end of the earth to the other. Even as we worship today, genocide is happening on the continent of Africa. Thousands of people losing their lives simply because they're different, because they worship different. There are wars going on. We know about the war between Ukraine and Russia, and I call it the Russian aggression. We know about other wars that we see on the news, There are so many other conflicts and uprisings that are happening that we never know about. Listen, these same scholars, in my opinion, appropriately suggest that corruption and violence have become so prevalent in our society that we have become desensitized to it. Barely even talking about it any longer. We can eat our dinner at night or in the evening and hear stories on television about brutal murders and don't even lift up our heads anymore. We've become so desensitized that when we hear even move us anymore. songwriter of old puts it this way, Deacon Lumpkin, that people have sinned with all of their might until even wrong begins to look like right. We live in a society. Think about think about how you're not even moved by the latest killings. You're not even moved by the latest act of corruptions. We've come to expect it, and even more. Listen, these noted scholars go on to suggest that too many of our political leaders seem to be more concerned with the outcome of the next election than what child would be the next one to lose their life to senseless violence. We have political leaders taking special times and efforts to debate things like abortion, but never mention things like senseless violence and killings that happens in our communities every day in which these men and women have to be the first to respond to. No longer political leaders concerned about who will be the next family that will lose their house to foreclosure and have to live in some homeless shelter. Our leaders have become desensitized because we've allowed them not to care any longer. May I preach this? These scholars go on to suggest that many of us... hmm, When I heard this, I even had to repent. Many of us have become oblivious to the fact that our neighborhoods are falling apart right before our very eyes. Many of the neighborhoods we grew up in, many of the neighborhoods who shaped who we are today, many of the places that are responsible for our own value system. We allowed it to fall apart right before us in our very eyes. And we like the religious leaders who saw the man lying in the ditch. We see it, but we fail to respond. Somebody say, heal the land. Heal the land. Come on, tell God, heal the land. Listen, the, these these scholars, here's the last observation. Uh, they suggest that we are living during a time, listen to this, in which many of our faith leaders, many of our religious leaders, many of our pastors and leaders and ministers and others seem to be more concerned with how their ministries are doing compared to others and other ministries than they are with how many young people have lost their faith in all ministries, and particularly with all ministers. Can I be honest with you? We've got men and women who are faith leaders and religious leaders, and they count the numbers, and, they, and their question is, Doc, how many you got? How much you raise? How big is your church? What are you guys doing? And somehow have forgotten about the young people who have absolutely lost faith in all religion, in all ministries, and perhaps even rightly so in most, if not all, ministers. We've got young people who says, I can't hear what you're saying because I can't see what you're doing. We've got young people who no longer will accept the fact of we telling them what they should do without doing it ourselves. They see church leaders fighting against each other and yet we tell them to get along. They see people bad-mouthing each other. Uh, If if you want to hear gossip, then you get a bunch of preachers in a room. If you want to see backstabbers, then you get a bunch of religious leaders in the room talking about other religious leaders. God is not pleased. Somebody ought to lift those hands and say, heal the land. Lord, we need healing. Is there no bomb in Is there no healing for the people? Listen, considering all of the facts that I shared with you, God has led me to turn to this iconic text in, in Scripture to examine exactly what he said to Solomon as it relates to the people of faith, God's chosen people. Listen to the text. Take note of this. Our text for today's message is one of the most quoted passages in the Old Testament. In it, the Lord responds to King Solomon's prayer of dedication for the newly constructed temple, a project that took Solomon 20 years to complete. In the text, uh, chapter 13, even before, chapter 6, I'm sorry, even before chapter 7, Solomon talks about the temple and he completes his project. And they are dedicating the temple. They take seven days to dedicate the temple. And in chapter 13, around verse 12, Solomon begins his prayer of dedication and he prays to God and he says, let this temple be used for this and let this temple be used for that. And he outlines all of that. He even reminds God that his father, David, was not given the privilege of building the temple. (laughs) Solomon takes pride and says, I am doing what my father Could not do. But here's where Solomon goes wrong, Pastor Lawson. Solomon takes pride in the building, but David restored the presence. Somebody would catch it. David restored the ark. But Solomon built the building. I would rather have his presence than a building. You can be in a storefront and feel his presence. You can be outside in a tent and feel his presence. God doesn't need a fancy building for you to feel his presence. Solomon builds this great, this great edifice, the Temple of Solomon. And he takes seven days to eight if you include what he did on the eighth day, to dedicate this temple. Look at chapter seven, verse five, and it shows the magnitude of Solomon's sacrifices to the Lord. Uh, It says, and King Solomon offered 22,000 heads of cattle for sacrifice and 120,000 sheep. And goat to sacrifice before the Lord. He thought, "I, I, I got your attention, Solomon. Everything he did was grand. <laughs> everything he did was big. So he prays to God, and he seven days yeah, he has a feast and he celebrates uh, the dedication of the temple. But God says nothing." <laughs> God is silent, Deacon Lumpkin. God didn't say a word over uh, the the 120,000 sheep. God said nothing to Solomon over the 22,000 heads of cattle. Why? Because God, excuse the grammar, ain't impressed with your stuff. Can I say that again? God you don't you don't impress God by saying I can give the biggest offering in church You don't impress God by saying God I've got more stuff to give you than anybody else God check this out religious leaders god is not impressed with the size of your buildings or the size of your congregation god is not impressed with how large your campus is god says the earth is mine the fullness thereof i'm not impressed with your little bit of stuff i've got any and everything i want how many of you know you can't impress god with your stuff this is a good time to put a praise on Praising God with who you are, not with what you have. Listen, so Solomon dedicates this temple before the Lord. And he prays this long prayer. He prays this long prayer from verse 12 to verse 42 in chapter 6. Solomon prays this long prayer of dedication. God doesn't speak. God, just have your celebration. Take your victory lap. High five yourself. <laughs> Preach, Pastor Jackson. We've got a whole lot of religious leaders who know how to high five themselves. Uh, they they go to conference and high, Doc. I just finished this major multi million dollar project. Uh huh. And your communities are falling down. Around you. God says, high-five yourself. And then, ooh, at the end, here's where the text goes, at the end of the celebration, after the eighth day, Solomon sends the people home and God speaks. Ooh, <laughs> God speaks. The text says this, God appears to Solomon at night. Ooh, there's some theological value in that. In other words, God says, I let you have all your celebrations, and I didn't say a word because my job is not to validate you in public. A whole lot of folk like to be publicly validated. I need you to recognize what I've done, recognize my title, recognize my... Accept. I get more notes from people sending me up on Sunday morning to celebrate an accomplishment than anything else. And I've gotten to the point it makes your head spin. And God says, Pastor Matt, Solomon, here I am. After eight days, seven days of celebration, the eighth day you send them home, God says, now... I am going to speak but I'll talk to you at night when there's nobody else around to hear I don't talk to you to validate you this is just between me and you I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses he walks with me he talks with me he tells me that I am his own how many of you know that the best church you've ever had was with you and God by yourself you don't need an organ, you don't need a drums, you don't need a praise team. Just when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. How many of you ever had church by yourself? Just you and God. Speak, Lord. Somebody throw those hands up and say speak. Speak! Woo! Can I preach this? Do I have time to preach this? And the football season starts today the, the NFL. Y'all ready to get home? But, but may I have just a few more minutes to preach this? So he says to Solomon, I heard your prayer and as you requested I have chosen this new temple to be a special place of sacrifice. I'm not talking about cattle and sheep and goat. (laughs) Then God moves in verses 13 and 14 and share with King Solomon and the people of Israel both an ominous warning and an amazing promise. And I'm done. God says, Solomon, I've watched you for seven days. Celebrate. And on the eighth day, you sent them home, and I've seen you. But I've got something to say to you. I need to warn you first about something. Because I don't want you to get full of yourself. Oh, can I preach? Uh, Listen to what God says in verse 13. Here's the warning. God says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or when I command locusts to devour the land and send the pestilence among my people. I, I, I like the way the New Living Translation and the Message Bible does with this verse. In my opinion, they are more appropriate in their interpretation. Listen to what the New Living Translation says. God says, at times I might shut off the rain and shut down heaven. Message Bible says this. I really love this. The Message Bible says, "If I ever shut the supply of rain from the skies, can I ask you a question? What will you do if God ever cut you off? What will you do if God ever shut you off? If God ever Bible way shut you down?" And God said, I don't care about the new housing project. I don't care about the youth and children's zone. But if I cut you off, if I shut it down, if God shuts down the rain, there could be no crop. If there's no crop, there would be no food. If there's no food, there would be no people. What would happen to you if God shut it down? Can I preach? May I preach? Should I preach? Neighbor, where would you be? If God shut it down. Daryl Jackson, where would you be if God shut it down? God say, forget the temple. Where would you be if I cut you off? Think about it. With all of your glanders, all bougie itself. New house in new community. Fancy cars all of your name brand clothes and everything else you got your expensive pocket books and everything you think is so important what if god shuts you off (laughs) can i preach what if god holds back his hands what if you lose your job tomorrow because i know a lot of you are just one paycheck away from what real reality looks like. That Gucci is not really you because that Gucci was paid on credit. But the truth of the matter is, if God ever cut you off and you ain't got nothing coming in, where would you be? Somebody help me celebrate. I need thee, Lord. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now. Oh, bless me. Oh, bless me now. Somebody say, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. you. Do me a favor. Stand to your feet for just 15 seconds and give God a praise and say, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. I can't live. anybody know? If it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. (laughs) I'm stuck right there. (laughs) Jeff, I've been stuck there for two weeks. In the back of my mind for two weeks God has been saying, what if I shut you down? Daryl? where would you be if I cut you off? (laughs) Y'all excuse me. I'm just stuck right there. Look at somebody and say, where would you be if God cut you off with your uppity, bougie important self? Where, Where would you be if you don't have anything coming into your house? Where would you be if you spent your last time If I cut you off, where would you be? And here it is. Y'all sit down for one minute. All I need is seven more minutes and I'm done. Here it is. And God says, but I've got a promise. (laughs) With your name on it. Uh, I'll make you, I'll make you a promise. In verse 14, God shares, having given an ominous warning, God shares an amazing promise. Ooh. But the promise is conditional. <laughs> Catch it. Because we love to celebrate the promise. Oh, greater is coming. Oh, my ladder shall be greater then my former God's going to turn it around jump up and turn around seven times and say God's going to turn it around all of those religious, theological, or theatrical things we do but look at somebody and say the promise is conditional God says I'm not going to just bless you I'll bless you if you do these things you want to be blessed here are the conditions you want me to heal the land here are the conditions you want me to hear from heaven and forgive your sin here are four conditions four quick conditions and I'll take my seat First thing God says, the people of God that are called by his name. By the way, he wasn't talking about juju in the street. He's talking about y'all. Look at somebody. He said, all you church folk, all you believers, all, all of you that, 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 that say God is good all the time. And all the time God is good because the text says, if my people, which are called by my name. God said, this is not for the drug addicts or the drug dealers. This is for you. God says, in this first Community Matters series, this is what we must do. First thing, humble themselves. Submit to God's will. Look at somebody and say, you're not all of that. Stop walking around with your head in the cloud. Stop thinking you're the greatest thing that has ever walked the face of the earth. No, you are not the greatest member in the greatest church. You are, by the grace of God, just holding on. If it had not been for God, no matter how... Some of you know that you wouldn't be anywhere if it had not. God reminded me, oh, just the other night, Pastor Lawson, I went to bed, and I started thinking about the Little Red Church, Bishop Jackson, those 13 members. God reminded me how we had to go and beg the man at Boozle Lumber Company Deacon Lumpkin, you remember that, for trust to put on the building next door because my father and Deacon Lumpkin had ran out of money, and they didn't have money. And there's a beam running down the middle of that sanctuary next door, and folk look at that Deacon Lumpkin and say, that's fancy. The only reason the beam was put there is because the trust couldn't fit together. And God says, I remember when you weren't all of that. I remember when you weren't building houses and youth and children's zone. I remember when you didn't always worship in fancy places. But you've got to humble yourself. You've got to submit your will to God. You've got to stop thinking it's because of your grace and your goodness that you are where you are. Somebody ought to give God a praise and say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. Give God your best praise. You're no better than anybody else. Just because you've got a bigger title doesn't mean you have a greater anointing. God says humble yourself. I tell leaders all the time, I say this to future leaders, whoever they are, the Fred Kurses, the Antoines, and anybody else. I say, if you want to be great, you walk humble before the Lord. you don't demand anything you're not entitled to anything it's but by- i 'm just Bless that God has called me to be a. Pa- I used to be a stutterer. I-, I couldn't even put three words together. You remember Deacon Lumpkin. If it had not been for Mr. C. R. Neal, I don't know where I would be. I couldn't even talk without hitting the side of my hand. I couldn't put forth. My friends grew up laughing at me, saying, Darrell Jackson can't even talk. And then the principal called me to lead a drama production and I said Reverend Neil you can't call me I don't need I, 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 I don't even know how to talk and he called my daddy and they got in a prayer closet and they laid their hands on me and Pastor Neil said let the greater anointing overtake the physical disabilities and look at God and now I sit 30 years at the state house 25 years as pastor. Don't tell me what God can't do. If God can do it for me, God can do it for you. Humble yourself.
1: But God, but God, but God. Second.
0: Second condition, second condition is pray. Look at somebody say prayer still works. Pray, pray in the morning, pray at noon, pray late in the midnight hour, pray when you can't figure it out. Drop down on your knees. Father, I stretch. My hand to thee. No other help I know if thou withdraw thy hand from me. Whether shall I go? I tell you to pray. Pray. Wave at your neighbors and pray. Pray, pray. Prayer still work. Prayer, move God. Pray, pray, pray. Can I preach? Should I preach? Any witnesses in here? Anybody know prayer still works? Anyone know prayer still works?
1: Pray. Woo. here's
0: the third one humble themselves number one what's number two somebody shall pray <laughs> number three seek my face in other words abide in my presence you don't have to seek the attention of people you're trying to impress you don't have to be in the right clique club fraternity sorority you don't have to be in the right click, group. All you got to do is seek God's face. How many of you seeking God's face? Abide with me. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Anybody want to seek God's presence? Anyone want to seek God's face? And number four, stand to your feet all over this place. The last condition. First condition, humble themselves. Second, pray. The third, seek his face and here's the last turn from your wicked ways church folk believers he's not talking about juju in the club he's talking about all of you Holy Ghost filled, Holy Ghost Rollers turn from your hypocritical wicked ways Said to the church this morning it's hard for you to expect people in the community to do right when you're not doing right we are different you can't win folk by posting stuff on your social media that you hope they get delivered from and you're in the midst of doing it yourself and God says turn from their wicked ways and here is the message then (laughs) somebody say then Uh, then then it's clear God says I won't do this unless you do this after you've done these four things humble yourself Pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And here it is. And here it is. And here it is. (laughs) Look at someone and say, here it is. Then I will heal the land somebody say heal the land lift those hands and say heal the land come on heal the land come on Regina heal the land heal the land then I will heal the land Lord you can heal our community by using me to be an example the first message of this series It's not us marching in the community telling them what they ought to do. But it's us running to the altar saying, Lord, help me to be right. I need to humble myself. (laughs) Lord, I need to pray. We need to seek your face. We as a body of believers have to stop backbiting against each other. Carrying up each other. We have to turn from our wicked ways. And God says, if my people, which are called by my name, will do that, then. (laughs) Somebody once again help me say "Then." then. Then God will heal the land. clap those hands all over this place. Listen, the altar is now open Richard Smallwood, perhaps one of the greatest gospel artists of all time Wrote this very special song Simply entitled, Healing Anyone know that God can heal the land? He, before he heals the land, he heals you if you've been broken if you aren't all that you ought to be this this altar call is Lord, I need you to heal me the lyrics say don't be discouraged joy comes in the morning know that God is nigh stand still and look up God is going to show up he's standing by there's healing for your sorrow there's healing for your pain there's healing for your spirit there's shelter from the rain. Lord, send the healing. For this, <laughs> I know there is a bomb <laughs> in Gilead. Healing for my soul. Regina Skeeter, worship and arts team, come right now. All over this place, come on, listen. Ooh, yeah. Listen Let us pray for you right now.
1: Joy comes in the morning. Know that, God, know that God is light. Stand still, stand still and look up. Thank you, team. Yeah, yeah, God.
0: Anyone want God to send the
1: healing?
0: Once again, team, listen, everybody. There's healing.
1: There's healing for your sorrow. And there's healing for your pain. There's healing for your There's healing for your spirit. Oh, yeah. Everybody lift those hands, hands. (laughs) Lord!
0: If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then who, <laughs> yeah. ah, thank you, Lord, then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin and will heal their land to all of our great first responders we need to do our job so that we can make your jobs a lot easier it's time for the believers to do what God has called us to do and I'll say before you go into any community preaching anything to them make sure these four things are part of your life make sure you humble yourself make sure you pray make sure you seek God's face make sure you turn from your wicked ways and then watch God <laughs> someone say watch God watch God heal the land close those eyes to those of you that are joining us virtually we thank you so very much we have numbers on the screen that you can call perhaps someone say Pastor Jackson how do I get there we want to pray with you and pray for you listen God's looking for faithful believers. I think the day is coming very soon. God says, Listen, he has never really, <laughs> he's never really been impressed with membership. That's our thing. God's thing has always been commitment. God's thing has always been those who look out for others. I believe God's going to do something great in our communities. And it's going to begin when we pray God's faith that God heal the land. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you for the beginning of this series. Thank you for reminding us that there's something bigger than our own churches. Something greater than our own reputations. The community matters. Thank you for reminding us that if you are going to heal the land, we must first humble ourselves, praise, seek your face, turn from our wicked ways. Then, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sin and heal the land. Help us to do our part. Help us to be first respondents in a spiritual way. (laughs) Help us, Lord, as we go into communities that have been broken. Uh, We want to be those responders who, who, who let down and cut a hole in the roof and bring someone to Jesus as our dear sister reminded us and we say thank you this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks come on all over this place clap those hands uh, God, God bless her yeah her. And If you want to make that commitment soul, somebody's healing ready. for your pain healing
1: for your Spirit, I'm
0: And we want to thank you so much for our vision offering thank you for sowing a seed into the future we've asked for $7 a week 100% of everything taken will go to projects that will benefit others we won't ever pay a light bill salary or anything from that it is to bless others it is to build something for the future, and we say thank you. I want to do something special before the benediction. Come up here for a minute, Brandon. Leave that camera for a minute. Take off your headset. Come, come, come. Stand up here with me. Come on, come on. Now. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is our very own. He works in this ministry. He gives. He coordinates all of our visuals and stuff. But yesterday, he premiered. A movie that he produced, filmed, and directed. A very special thank you to Bishop Eric Freeman and, and those who own the studio there and, and the movie theater that allowed Brandon to premiere his movie. I think it's called Son of a Son of a Preacher Man. That, that I, I don't know Brandon because my wife and my son went there. That sounds like me. I hope that ain't my story again. Okay. But we, we are so grateful to him, and I want you to support him. That's on the screen. Y'all take your phone out right now. Take your phone out. He, he financed this, directed it. It is a wholesome, faith-based movie produced, directed, created by our very own. And if we can't support our own, who should support him? Amen, somebody? This is a we we touch and agree. Everybody put your hand right here. Lord bless this young man. Anoint him. Allow this to be the first and not his last project. We thank you for what you're going to do through the anointing of his creativity. In Jesus name, and the church said amen. I'm proud of him. Come on. Come on. Send him something. Send him something. Send him something. Yeah. The Lord
1: said, we know everybody is a Oh, There is a bond. A bond. There is a bond. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. There is a bond. There is a bond. Hallelujah. She is. There is a bond.
0: hands for the benediction once again to all of our first responders thank you we have a gift outside we have a gift card for all of you from the Bible way church family it is not from pastor and just first lady Jackson it's from all of us to you from the Bible way church family once again clap those hands celebrate make some noise for the first responders of Richland County come on thank you thank you guys so very much lift those hands support brother Brandon amen support him amen I know how it is to be an entrepreneur amen thank you young man God bless you now may the grace of God and sweet communion of his Holy Spirit may he rest with us and abide with us may he walk with us and may he remind us Throughout this week, throughout this month, for the rest of this year, that community matters. Help us to sow into our communities. Help us to be a shining light and an example into our communities. This is our prayer. We thank you for this service. In Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen. Thank you again to our first responders. Amen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 There is a. from heaven, yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, I will heal your land, I will heal your land, I will heal your mind, I will heal your heart, I will heal your soul, there's a moment.
2: And for joining us in person, if you desire prayer, please call one eight eight eight. 776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to seven three two five six. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. There'll be someone there to pray for and with you. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.